This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and you are listening to episode 161, part five, folks, part five. All right, let's get back to this article here. I want to get through this. And um, the whole point of this uh, episode is to introduce you to OpenAI and ChatGPT using some information uh, such as the Zero Hedge article that I know a lot of you have looked at. You've sent it to me. You asked me questions about it because I'm kind of setting the stage here uh, for what the average person would have read. And then we're going to pull back the curtain we're going to peel back the layers of the onion and we're going to look deep inside chat gpt and all these other chatbots that are coming out artificial intelligence technology we're going to break it all down we're going to give you our opinion on this stuff uh as we do here at the dust and gold standard we want to understand the history the present and the future of the technocratic system we live in to be able to make better decisions for ourselves, decide if we can escape it, if we can live one foot in and one foot out, if we can exit the system altogether, if you can make money on this stuff. I mean, one of the things that uh, has crossed my mind, folks, as someone who can navigate this technology, my background is is in industrial design, tricky to say that, folks, in industrial design, uh, and I spent many years in design and graphics, video editing, everything else, still sort of doing that here with the show. Uh, is there a way that we could, as a collective here, as a group, as a community, the gold pillars, the paniacs, could we develop some way with this new technology to make money, extract the money, and then use it to go build our homesteads to escape the system. That's something I'm always interested in looking at as well. It's like having the podcast here. Is there a way to make money in the matrix to get the cash, seeing that there's enough time before they collapse the system and put central bank digital currency into place? Is there an ability to come up with a unique business model utilizing these tools to be able to create a product or a service, not something where you're renting your time for $50, $75, $100 an hour, like when I do web design projects and stuff for people, but a way to create something that you can sell. It creates passive income and then be able to extract that money and put it to good use to buy your piece of land, to start building your wall around it, building your giant greenhouses, creating your water purification system. Uh, because you have to come up with ways to make large amounts of cash, and you're not going to do that 
uh, at your job or doing it by selling your hours. Uh, there was a guy a long time ago, folks. I think I saw him on Shark Tank. His name was Cactus Jack. My grandmother, who has since passed away, my father's mother, Patricia Gold, really interesting old school Italian woman, and she she loved this guy, Cactus Jack. And Cactus Jack said on Shark Tank, you can sell your hours for dollars or your ideas for millions. And so uh, now with the advent of all this, can we take advantage of this? Can we come up with some sort of a business utilizing this new artificial intelligence technology to come up with something to create a product? where we can make a bunch of money, extract the money from the system, take it out of the matrix, and then go exit the system with the cash. I am not opposed to doing that. I don't think you should either. It's like Mike Moore with uh, the Thomas Paine podcast or his highest level of intelligence, the hot wire. A lot of people have utilized some of the information that Mike has given to invest in stocks like Moderna and Johnson & Johnson and things like that and make some money for themselves. And you get that money and you use it to better your family, to escape the system, to get the hell out of Dodge. At some point, we're going to have to decide when we want to pull that ripcord you know, and shoot up in our injector seat and get the hell out of here. So I'm thinking about this stuff as well, folks. I have my plan and my vision. I uh, talked it over with Maggie, what our homestead looks like, what kind of work I'm going to be doing there once we get to that point. But now it is a matter of getting from where we are now to be able to do that over the next couple to a few years, trying to do it as quickly as possible, but not in a haphazard style, do it well planned so we don't make mistakes, we don't waste money, we don't waste energy, we don't waste resources, and we can get there, right? So I'll be talking about some of this as I continue to explore this because I will share this information with you. And these not, this isn't like, um, you know, you get quick, uh, rich quick schemes and you go online and there's guys that do videos, how to make money online. And the next thing you know, they're telling you, just create 7 million YouTube videos and you'll make this amount of money. That stuff takes a lot of work. You have to be a marketer. You have to be a content creator to do that. But are there things that we can create, um, let's say with, with my skill set and then putting the AI tools to work for me, then using my brain, my creativity to generate a product that we can then turn into money and use it to escape. And so I'll be talking a little bit about this over the coming week of shows because uh, I want to try to figure out how to help folks be able to make some cash uh, faster than you can do in uh, your current job or your current investments, and then we can get the hell out of here. Use the system against itself, folks. All right, let's continue here. It says, AI could become the next nurse or physician's assistant that helps you recover after an accident or that performs the key incisions on your next operation. All right, so we, we read that to you, right? It says here, 
But there is a level of trust developed during face-to-face interactions that is missing from this AI model. That wraps up that paragraph. I just wanted to come back to it because we had the discussion, the sidebar with Glenda. And so I brought up to you, listen, if you're dealing with a doctor or a nurse, one of these androids in real life, at least you can make a decision. Is this person trustworthy? You know, you could connect to them with your eyes. You could read their body language. Here, you're talking to a robot and you don't even know that you are. It says AI robots, there you go, using a chat GPT can also be used to treat high-risk patients, such as those with mental disorders or in rehab by replacing the doctor when monitoring the patients and administering treatment, conducting checkups, evaluating risks, and taking action if needed. However, the same accountability question arises when we implement artificial intelligence into the medical field. Here, the accountability question is more concerning because who will be held accountable when the patient experiences complications from the wrong medicine or the wrong dose? You can't blame the doctor because he was just following the artificial intelligence. You can't blame the artificial intelligence because it's a program. In the end, who will be held accountable? Now, I'm just coming at this from the standpoint of a son of a former cop and a pretty well-known private investigator in the state of Connecticut who has spent the last probably 20 years working heavily on major medical malpractice suits. I'm talking 10, 20, $25 million settlements. He works for some big med malpractice attorneys. Uh, My father has been doing this for quite a while, and so I hear about a lot of the cases from him over the years when he chewed my ear off and he'd tell me about, wow, this doctor cut off the guy's wrong leg in surgery, or he jammed a tube into the person's neck and ended up killing him. Um, And each of these lawsuits, as you bring them, you know, if somebody dies in the course of some medical procedure, you know, there's multiple people named in these lawsuits. And what they try to do, the attorneys try to get the low-hanging fruit first, and they'll get the uh, lowest person. I don't like, like, say it's the hospital itself, the building. They don't want anything to do with it. They'll settle out with the attorney for $300,000. Then the attorney will use the $300,000 as his war chest to go fight the rest of the battle. At the end of the day, he's going after someone in that line of defendants that he's picked that has the largest insurance policy. That's what he wants to get a hold of. So in this particular case, you would be suing the creators of the AI. You would be suing the doctor that relied on the AI. You'd be suing the doctor's group. You'd be suing a, a whole bunch of people. The IT company that installed this thing. I mean, you would be going after a lot of different people. It goes on to say, for people to feel safe around artificial intelligence, strict liability rules need to be imposed to restrict the freedom these things have. However, if these programs are to improve, they need to have more freedom to operate and learn. Although this appears to be a catch-22, the core issue is whether humans should let artificial intelligence and robots take care of them. Right. This is the choice you have to make. This is the line in the sand. Now, it'll reach a point where they dummy down the real-world doctor so much in the Rockefeller Medical Industrial Complex school system, the universities, the colleges, right, where they're getting their training, to the point in which that will make the case 
for the Elon Musk and Peter Thiels of the world to replace the doctors and the nurses who can no longer be trusted. That's always what it is. AI and robots make better decisions than humans. They're non-biased. They're objective, not subjective. And they don't get drunk on the job. Right? And then all of a sudden, you will be engineered into the system. Technocracy, the science of social engineering. And how do they do this? By engineering you in. It's a system of inclusion where everyone will be included. It's really a system of coercion where you'll be threatened into the system and forced into the system. But eventually when you go to the doctor and there's no more doctor, it's a robot or there's no more office anymore. You just have to dial it up on your iPad or in your AR goggles or your VR goggles and talk to a robotic, synthetic, artificial person. Not even a person really. It's just an avatar that talks and is connected to chat GPT. When you no longer have the decision to go see a real person, now you have effectively been engineered into the system. So the question is, should humans let AI and robots take care of them? I would say no. But at the same time, if you have no other choice and you want to end up in the medical system, that's your only choice. As I've said before, if they wanted everyone driving electric vehicles, they would stop making gas vehicles. Then they would pass laws to make it illegal to drive a gas vehicle. And then eventually they would just close down the gas stations so that you can't buy gas. And then effectively you are engineered, but forced engineering. They will socially engineer, getting people to adopt it you know, as seamless as possible, it will be harmless. And then the rest, the 10%, the outliers that say no, they will eventually just be forced into it. And you're left scram, uh, screaming on the street corner that you're against it. Goes on to say, with the capability of AI increasing exponentially, why are medical schools even training their students? And for what? In the future, if AI loses power or malfunctions, would licensed doctors still know how to treat patients without the help of artificial intelligence? How dependent will we become on artificial intelligence? And, and this is the point that I was making uh, at the beginning of the show. That if your children and your grandchildren are brought up in the new culture now, not even the culture of technology, but the culture of artificial intelligence. And they are taught, as we've seen over the last 25 years, common sense and critical thinking are out the window because the public indoctrination center school systems don't allow critical thinking. It's not the point of going to school. You're not learning to critically think. But once they grow up in this new culture of artificial intelligence, where artificial intelligence replaces once and for all common sense and critical thinking and becomes the purveyor of reality, the ministry of truth, then kids don't need to be taught anything anymore because you're walking around as a human slug with a brain chip in your head or AR goggles on or your smartphone connected through your iBuds, or, and you just say, Glenda, what should I eat today? Well, Dustin, you should eat a Big Mac from McDonald's. Why don't you go to East Palestine? Trump is there. He will give you a signed MAGA hat and a free Big Mac. 
Yes, I will. Unbelievable, folks. It's the greatest Big Mac in the entire world. I poisoned you with the vaccines. You've been poisoned by the chemical spills. And now I will poison you with McDonald's. Bookend of poison. So fantastic. Unbelievable. I have never said this, but other people have said. In fact, Glenda told me to say this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back here at Zero Hedge, I want to work through um, the rest of this article, and then we're going to start to get into, in general terms, in layman's terms, uh, how chat GPT works. And that's going to set up a discussion for us to get into some of the actual components of it. I want to break it down for you and explain it to you. And then we are also going to get into some of the other AI tools and the other chat bots that are coming. And then you'll have a solid, you know, complete understanding, a foundation for understanding AI and all these tools you're going to see pop up and you can start to make decisions uh, for your children, grandchildren, whether or not you want to allow them to interact with this stuff. And if you do, if you are going to pay careful attention to teaching them that these are tools no different than a hammer or a shovel or a chainsaw, right, versus it becoming a way of life or you completely relying on it like a crystal ball. Uh, and then the other thing we just talked about, is there a way that you can make money on this, get the cash, and exit the system? All right, which is probably along the lines of where I'm going with this. All right, it goes on to say human beings are accelerating toward a crossroad. Artificial intelligence has a lot of potential and will inevitably become a part of our future. It's not going to become a part of our future. It's already here. It's a part of our present. The question is, will it take over the future, folks? It says, however, allowing AI to play a more significant role in medicine and healthcare will give it more power to influence our understanding of health and well-being. It may even allow AI to alter our bodies, right? And that would be transhumanism. You know, this would be all the genetic modification, personalized DNA modifying injection shots, which, to be honest, there's a lot of folks that you look at as your allies, that are actually behind a lot of that. Uh, They went out there and criticized the COVID vaccine in order to set up mRNA as this straw man, not to say that isn't bad and dangerous, but set it up as a straw man so then they could offer another solution, which is personalized DNA-modifying injections. Instead of saying, don't take anything. (laughs) It's never the answer. Don't take anything. Don't build more technology. It's technology is bad. 
this medicine is bad. Here's another one I have for you that's better. Same argument as Musk and Thiel. Artificial intelligence is dangerous. It could replace humanity. But don't worry. We're going to build it, and we will make sure it's ethical. Your replacement will be ethically achieved. (laughs) We will replace you ethically. We're not going to throw you in a shower. We're not going to throw you in the oven. We're going to slowly replace you in a very ethical manner. Don't worry. It's strategic. We thought it out. It's efficient, too, folks. All right. It says, if artificial intelligence becomes ubiquitous, will it make humans dumber and reduce us in all aspects? Over time, children might just talk to their chatbot tablets instead of their parents. People might forget how to alleviate symptoms of things as common as colds, and basic tasks like writing an essay might become things of the past. That, that is obviously where this is going. I mean, I don't think you can draw any other conclusions but that, and then it leads to the next step, engineering of humanity out of existence, which is the end goal. And I always want to repeat that in the show because I want you to keep in mind that this is a war on humanity that has been waged against us, every one of us, no matter our color, our religion, our ethnicity, our race. It doesn't matter. This war has been waged against humanity. Humanity just doesn't know it yet. It goes on to say, this will inevitably undermine humans and affect our development. When technology becomes so advanced that we command robots with our minds, might we one day devolve into those aliens with lanky limbs and inflated heads? Of course. Of course that's where this is going. Of course that's where this is going, folks. And as I said on a past show, as we started to talk about ChatGPT, what I believe is that there has been an intentional dumbing down of society, of humanity over the last 50 years to set the stage for a far less being, if you want to call artificial intelligence a being, to be our replacement. But you can't get humans to accept it as our replacement until you dumb down humanity and you lower expectations and you create a culture of mediocrity and you create a culture of the rest of the folks that have half a brain just going out in the world and expecting to deal with vegetableized idiocracy mutants everywhere. And once you accept that, then you're willing to accept artificial intelligence. Something far less of a being than humans themselves. But if you lower human standards and you lower our IQ, then you're willing to accept a robot as your replacement. It's quite obvious. It's quite obvious. I mean, you see it in grocery stores. 16-year-old kids directing people to self-checkout. 16-year-old kids walking people over to the uh, shopping cart with all the gadgets on it that allows them to shop and check out without ever interacting with a human. 16-year-old kids showing customers how to use an app on their phone to scan products and shop in real time that eventually cuts humans completely out of working in the store. And yet the 16-year-old, the 20-year-old, the 30-year-old, the retired 70-year-old working there for some extra money doesn't even realize that they are being used to train their own replacement. 
That is because the IQ of the average human is down and has been lowered until the point where it's erased and humans are literally just walking around just some empty vessel for a brain chip connected to Glenda to just talk to them and tell them what to do. At which point you have to say, why would the system, the technocratic system, why would they even want to keep humans around anymore? If you're just basically a flesh suit to walk around and have a chip inside your head, you become the actual physical robot, right? So if they don't want to go build a billion of these Elon Musk Tesla robots, they just turn you into the robot. You're the suit. And then they bypass your brain with a chip that just talks to Glenda all day. Obviously, this is where it's going. It says, when artificial intelligence begins to mimic human thinking and presents human-like language, we begin to see the reality of the human brain laid bare. They are essentially machines that process information. When computers gather enough of a volume of data, they can engage a sophisticated algorithm to generate human-like thinking and response. The more people use it, the more the chat GPT AI will be trained to become more human-like, possibly eventually becoming wiser than mankind. Now, let me say this too. How do you know that the technocratic transhumanists have a vision for the future in which the robots connected to the artificial intelligence. So think of the artificial intelligence like the brain and the soul of a human and the robot just being the skeletal physical structure of a human. How do you know in their future plans for this post-human world that's after humans, no more humans, this human 2.0 world, that that's even what that vision looks like or right now they are one just using us to continue to suck information out of us data in order to train their artificial intelligence systems so that they could create and accomplish you know tasks like humans do so they can serve their overlords which will be people that are flesh and blood, maybe connected up to an AI hive mind, or maybe they remain normal and the rest of us are just zombie drones, just cyborg android robots walking around. How do you know that this first stage, to make it sound like a human, talk like a human, trick an actual human into believing it is conversing with and connecting with another human, either through a chat bot or through a human lookalike avatar you know a deep fake video a real-time 3d rendering of a human on a screen so you think you're talking to someone real on zoom or in real life and eventually a, a metal robot with silicone skin that looks so real that you think you're talking to it why would they want to keep creating something that tricks humans right or is this because they continue to need the humans to train this brain this neural network, this system that they are building that becomes our replacement. But you don't know what the future of this looks like. But right now, they obviously need us to engage with it, interact with it. Otherwise, they wouldn't make it work back and forth with us. It doesn't make sense. On top of it, they're so worried about overpopulation 
They're so worried about folks being a drain on the system going all the way back to the founding of Technocracy Incorporated, talking about how we are human engines, we are inefficient. With the food and the oxygen they let us eat and breathe, we only put 10% of that back into the system in the form of work, so we are wasters of energy. We are using more energy than we are putting back out into the system. So they already target us for assassination, for genocide, because they deem humans to be inefficient, right? So how do you believe that they're going to take a, a world population of 7.5 to 8 billion people, if you believe their numbers, they're going to dummy you down to the point where you're literally a walking turnip, plug you in to an AI hive mind brain run by something like chat GPT communicates back and forth with you in your head. You're not going to have a job because AI and robots replace all of humans. So now you're going to sit at home collecting theoretical universal basic income in the form of central bank digital currency, a certain amount per month that you could barely get by. It's living paycheck to paycheck. The system decides what you could spend it on, where you could spend it, how you could spend it, who you could buy from. Therefore, it completely controls your life, so you get by with the bare necessities. Why would they keep you alive? You're walking around as a sack of potatoes connected up to a computer they control that just sends you around like a little robot toy, and you barely survive, and then you go home and you eat uh, cricket dust on your couch while you connect into the metaverse. This is the system that they claim they're building here. This is where all this technology leads. What is the point of that? Why do they even have you alive? What is your purpose? What is your purpose? Not to you, because your purpose to you doesn't matter to the system. What is your purpose? What purpose do you serve to the system? Because once the system deems you to be useless or a complete and total drain on the system, and they have it at the point where the folks cannot revolt they can't go burn down these guys' mansions and, you know, torch their data centers. They've got everything run on satellites and underground cables and nobody could get to them. Once they have that in place, what do they do to you? What happens to you? Where do you go? Why do you think you get to live inside of a system that was designed to actually replace you? Think about that. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 